Lynn Pierce is an award-winning designer, event stylist, lifestyle blogger, and all-around style guru. She believes that style can be found in the simplest of things and is what turns the mundane into the extraordinary. Sam Feldman is a entrepreneur who wears red lipstick to the grocery store and a cocktail dress to the hardware store. Sam's a 30-something-year-old with over 20 years of party planning experience. And yeah, you heard that right. She believes every day is a cause for celebration. Together, they are the Soul Style Project. Join the stylish mom and daughter duo each week as they journey through topics of self-discovery and creativity, helping their listeners live up to their true potential and most stylish selves. You are listening to episode 12 of The Soul Style Project. I am your host, Lynn Pierce, and I'm here with my daughter and co-host, Sam Feldman. And we have a very special guest waiting in the wings. (laughs) We will introduce her shortly, but first we'll let everyone know the topic for today is the lost art of letter writing. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like it's a lost art because when was the last time you got a letter in the mail? Well, spoiler alert, our guest. From, <laughs> from your guest. <laughs> okay. So very recently, but, but it was still very special and was, yeah. woo, and very exciting to receive it. This is why I think we should be on a mission to bring this back. Yes. Because in this day of email and texting, we rarely get those handwritten notes. Yes. And so when you do get one, it's such a special moment. It's so special. And it it's, it's the most thoughtful way to send love to someone or just to send appreciation or, you know, there, and we'll talk about this later, but there's so many ways to communicate now, but this is just so intimate and yeah. it really is lost. And it really is an art too of, of the different ways that you can send posts and what you can say. So I'm so excited to introduce everyone to our guest. Yeah. I'm when, when I was little, I remember my grandmother had a special little writing desk and it was really just for writing letters. And she had her monogrammed stationery and a carved, you know, letter opener and the wax seal and a little cubby for stamps. It was such a special little place. And I loved sitting there and just pretending I was corresponding with, you know, <laughs> people across the world. All of your many correspondents. My, my correspondents. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, I love a good wax seal. I know. Well, my wedding invitations yeah. were sealed in wax. You need to bring that back too. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's introduce. Yes. So I have the pleasure to introduce our guest, Emily Hamill. She is a former colleague of mine um, or coworker, as my son would call her. Um, and she is the founder and owner of I Miss Post, which is a postcard service, postcard writing service, which we will definitely talk about um, a little bit later. But you, when you talked about a handwritten letter and how special that is, this gal is the epitome of a handwritten note. If you broke down her soul style, she just is so thoughtful, so warm in everything she does. And really 
her style shows up as that lovely handwritten note. And I'm so excited that she can spend some time with you today. So I did prep Emily a little bit to tell us a little bit about her soul style because sometimes, I mean, I get tripped up on that question too, (laughs) what my soul style is. Um, But hello, Emily, welcome to the Soul Style Project. Hello, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being with us. So can you share with us a little bit um, about your soul style? And then I I do have a couple of little anecdotes that I'd love to share too, which I'm sure will fit in with your soul style. Absolutely. Um, so just just from historical sort of where I grew up, I grew up between France and Canada. So I would say my soul style really is the fusion of continents, just on a natural level where that's kind of how my, my path came to be. Um, so it really would be, I would say, French meets West Coast. And so when you asked me this question, and I've been thinking about it since listening to your podcast, um, and when I was looking around my, my home and I thought, you know, what is my soul style? And as I looked around, that's when I really came to realize that it really was those two things, France meeting the West Coast. And so an example I can give that's just, you know, basic, but when you go into my bathroom, the hand towel that I have is a, is a French linen hand towel that I got from my grandmother, which was from her aunts from the turn of the century. So it was actually from her dowry, which was hand embroidered. So it's you wow. know lovely and meaningful to me because it it's, comes from literally a hundred years ago and it's, you know, down the family line. Um, but at the same time, what I have my soap sitting in um, at my sink is a shell from an ocean beach that I have close to my heart on the West coast of Canada. So it kind of comes with those two worlds meeting. And that's really where I would bring it down to that. And, and when it comes to fashion, um, I would say it's, it's more minimalist sort of French style. So I love a pair of classic, you know, skinny jeans, um, basic white t-shirt. I love me some men's oversized sweaters or shirts. That's <laughs> yeah. my go-to. You rock um, so well. Yeah, because then I'm, as everyone knows, I'm always freezing. So <laughs> definitely layering up a lot. Um, and then where, again, that kind of fusion of continents comes through, which is, I would say, is the piece that usually people will comment on. It's definitely a conversation starter. But I wear, I have two vintage watches that I wear at all times. Um, one, which would be local time, because from travel, um, I would set my watch to local time. And then the other watch is always set to France, uh, France's time zone. So I know what time it's inappropriate potentially to text message my family still <laughs> or okay. So thoughtful. Yeah. yeah, that is definitely one of the first things that I noticed about you. So we worked um, alongside each other as peers. And before that, before we met, it was a lot of phone and email and, and not in person, but in person, I definitely noticed the, the lovely watches and you told that very sweet story. But I think that sums up your, your soul part of the soul style in that you are so thoughtful and thinking about, is it too late to text my family in <laughs> France? <laughs> but also just that you want to stay connected. And I love that story of the, the hand towel and, and really just the connections that you bring. And I think that's what mail is. It's, it's really a, a connection, right? It's connecting continents or connecting people. Um, and one of the, I want to share a funny observation of one of the times that we traveled together. You actually reminded me of another story with the shells, um, but that's for another time and a place when we were in Florida 
and we were going to trick Jack about the shark picture. (laughs) Emily and I tried to collect shells on the beach, but um, one of the first times that we flew together, um, I think it was a new airline for you um, because it it wasn't just where your region typically where you would fly to. Um, And you were really intrigued by the airplane safety card. And (laughs) when I I was like, what are you looking at this? You were really digesting the safety card. (laughs) And I thought, I was like, she travels all the time. She knows the drill. Um, Can you share with our soul stylist, the safety card. Yes, for sure. Um, <laughs> I don't know how legal this part of the podcast is going to be. So airlines, please be nice to me. Um, so again, from a young age, uh, I took planes quite a bit. And as a kid, you know, when you're waiting to take off, it's, I mean, it's not super exciting and time seems to take forever. And so one of the things I used to look at was the safety card because it was, you know, for a kid, it's just a bunch of pictures. And so I just, I found them sort of funny. And as I got older, I thought on a, on a design level, I found it really fascinating because all of them have to say the same message. They all have to show you how to put on a life, um, life jacket. They all have to show you how to duck, you know, what to do in turbulence. All these things all have to be the same but they always had different looking people and they always had slightly looking seats and how they would come out of those slides was sometimes terrifying. If you actually started (laughs) to look at them, some of the people no longer had heads. It was very (laughs) odd. Um, So I kind of just became fascinated with this, this component of life that was, you know, kind of, I mean, over definitely most people don't even notice it. Um, But I was just so fascinated how, the graphics of this one, you know, piece of paper could be um, shown so different in so many different ways, and so I started taking one per flight. So my rule, I did have a rule. My rule was it had to be from different airlines, and it had to be from different um, plane models. So I couldn't, if I took the same plane, you know, I couldn't have the same safety card because it was basically repeating. And so I started doing this, and as time went on, people started knowing, noticing this and knew that I was, again, as you experienced Sam sitting beside me, that I looked at the safety cards quite differently than most. And so then friends started to do it for me too. So they would go, you know, if they were going overseas to different places, they would bring me back. And those ones were definitely incredible um, because again, they were done differently. And so I started to collect them and I have probably now, it's a bit embarrassing to say, but I probably have close to a hundred and, um, I have most of them on a wall. Um, it's a very interesting conversation I would love starter. To that wall. Can <laughs> yes. I tell you, I, as an interior designer for almost twenty years, I've seen just about every collection imaginable, <laughs> and I have never seen <laughs> the it's, airline yeah. safety card collection. I think it's amazing, and I want to see a picture of it on your wall. Okay. I, I love will the do that. Ethics. Of your rules, yeah, very thoughtful, very thoughtful, (laughs) yeah, and we're we're staying safe, yes, yes, and making sure there's plenty of cards to share. Still, yes, (laughs) one more. I guess it's another collection of yours, which um, I said in our introduction that you were the last person to send me mail. Um, You have a beautiful collection of postcards of, of that you just collected and um, you have a little treasure box and it was so special. So you sent me two from this collection and the note itself was 
super special that you had taken the time to send me this, this note and you had actually written about um, the podcast. And that was really touching to me that you were a listener and, and what you had gotten from it, but then also included where you got those postcards, where and when. Um, and that was so special. And that was the moment where I called mom and I was I actually brought them to your house. You did. I yeah. brought them to your house yeah. because I was coming here that day to record. And I was like, this is our next person <laughs> that we interview. How cool is this? This one is from London. Um, and I think the other one was French too. <laughs> um, and you wrote about where you were and where they came from. And, you know, the, the postcards themselves were, were beautiful postcards, but with that additional story, it just brought so much more life and energy and, and really love and warmth. And, um, that was so special to me in, in getting that, that bit of mail. Yeah. I feel, I mean, I mean, as you said, Lynn, you, your grandma had a a station where, you know, she wrote her, her mail. And I think there, you know, there's an era of course of letter writing, but when postcards did come to be, I feel like most people in their houses somewhere, and maybe it's in that crazy kitchen drawer that we all have, you know, but there's somewhere in your house where you still probably have postcards or you've picked up free postcards from businesses when you've been at the cash point. Sometimes businesses have postcards. And so it's one of those things that over time I collected and, and it, and sometimes it wasn't necessarily that I would think it was going to end up in that treasure box. Sometimes it was just on my travels, I would, you know, scout out, find postcards, send them from those countries. But then I would inevitably find when I was on, you know, unpacking my suitcase, there would be some blank postcards. And so they would make it there. Um, and I would say, especially in the last six months, since traveling has not been an option for most of us, um, it's, it's really kind of had me go deeper into that collection. And um, I definitely, yeah, I I've, I've found that it's also neat to look back to where that was and what I was doing and, why I had bought it in the first place and not knowing that potentially 10 years later during a pandemic, that's when it was going to be sent. So, so did that love of, of postcards and mail, did that from being a child and traveling, you, you mentioned you traveled a lot as a child. Did you always love mail and sending mail is, and receiving mail? I did. I think the necessity of it was more sort of, I would say the, the decade I was born in. So I was, I was grew up in the eighties. Um, and I remember when we moved back to, at that time to Canada and I wanted to stay in touch with my friends and family in France. Um, this was uh, for some of our listeners, they may not remember this time, but it was the time before the internet <laughs> and the time <laughs> where landlines still existed. Um, yeah. I, that's all that existed really. So your option was either good old landlines or, um, sending mail. And I remember calling was still also quite expensive. It was not as it is nowadays. So the option was, it was almost, that was the kind of going to be the only option for me to stay in touch was actually going to be through sending mail. And so it just, it kind of started from there and postcards. I found again, as a kid, it was the easiest because you didn't, your message didn't have to be so long. So you didn't, you know, you could write a few sentences. There was a picture. You could even just write about the picture. It made it easier if you didn't want to go on to tell stories. Um, and then it kind of became part of my decorating style because when people would send back mail, then it was, you know, they would end up in my bedroom or wherever I would, you know, post these little postcards all over. So it was also, it kind of became a twofold thing where I appreciated doing it, the sentiment of receiving it. And then it also just became an aesthetic, um, that I loved because again, the postcards were pretty well chosen a lot of the time. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have been so kind to give us some of those pictures, which we are going to share with everyone. Yes. So for this episode, this is a go to the show notes episode. For sure. Um, Emily has shared with us the different parts throughout her um, home where she has these postcards displayed. Um, and she also has the little bathroom, um, the special area in her bathroom that she described as well in her soul style. So this is go to the website and look at these beautiful pictures and get inspired. Absolutely. Um, so you talked about how postcards, like you can just write a couple of sentences and necessary it was for you to use mail as your vessel of communication. But I think the postcard too has kind of a special, there's so much story involved. And I know you've sent a couple of postcards to my son, Jack, and there's a lot of storytelling that happens after the postcard comes that, you know, you've written just a few sentences, but then we had to look up where Canada was. (laughs) From Canada. And we had to talk about, um, you would also sent home from that trip, maple cookies. So we talked about why the maple part was very special to Canada. And there was so much storytelling that came after it. Um, So what do you think, how do you feel when you receive mail or what is the the essence of of sending and giving mail now Mm, that's a that's a really good question I think it kind of comes down to especially nowadays I think it strengthens relationship and bonds more than ever before um I kind of find I, I was having a conversation with someone and I they were asking me you know like again, how is it that you're so in love with postcards, et cetera. And I said to them, I I kind of just came out of a conversation. I said, have you ever printed a text and put it on your fridge from somebody? And they were like, no. And I said, have you ever received a postcard and put it on your fridge? And said, yes. And I said, that's, that's kind of the difference. Um, in an age of communication where it's instant, we're doing it all the time. Mm-hmm. I find even people are seem to be more scared to phone people now, which is so interesting. So we have social media and we have texting and we're instantly in touch with people. But in some ways, there's less of a genuine authenticness to it. Mm-hmm. And when you receive something in the mail, I mean, I always say it's, I mean, postcards are just intrinsically delightful to receive, I think. I, I, I can't, I mean, if somebody out there receives a postcard and says it's ruined their day, please, please <laughs> contact me because my, my theory is, uh, is wrong then, but it really, it's just, it's so genuine. Um, and I think it, for me, I kind of break it down to why fourth components of, to why, what it brings to myself and why I love to do it for others. And I would break it down to, um, four words, one being, uh, mindfulness, the time that's taken, the love that's given, and then the joy. So the mindfulness for me is it's somebody's actually taken the time out of their day. They've paused, they've written you this, they've either found it, they've taken reflection on something on themselves or on you or what you mean to them. And, and so it's really being in the present moment, um, and then the time is because, again, our, our lives are so intense and so busy that the time that they've taken to, again, find you a postcard, write you a message, then find your address, then find a stamp, and then find a mailbox. All those things seem, yeah. in theory, quite simple. But when it comes down to it, it's not that simple nowadays versus, you know, just texting somebody, of course. Um and then it shows love because it's, it's really saying to that person that you care about them. And, and even if your message, you know, what you write on the back is just silly and it's going to make them laugh. It's, it's still just showing love 
and it's a personalized message. It's got that true, I mean, your, your handwriting is like no other person in the world. No two people will have identical handwriting, right? Where text messages all looks the same. So there's that love that's shown. And then really the, you know, the joy that it brings um, because small gestures do make a huge impact on people's lives. And I always say that, I always say, if, if this postcard can just, even if it's for 10 seconds that this person opens their mailbox and reads this message, if for those 10 seconds, it's lifted their spirits, it's made them maybe forget about other things that are stressful in their day, it's done its job. It's, you know, it's, it's really done that. So I think, uh, I think there's a lot of positive that comes out of mail. Yes. Yeah. Is a beautiful segue into (laughs) I miss post. So we want to hear from you about your business. We love talking to female entrepreneurs and because there's always a passion behind what you started and why you started Mm -hmm. it. So we want to hear about your business. Where, where did that idea came from, come from and um, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. So um, four years ago, actually, it's kind of odd, but literally to this week. So four oh years God. ago, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I quit a job that I had for over six years and I took, uh, over six months, uh, traveling and I reconnected with friends I hadn't seen in over a decade. Like most of them, it was over a decade. And every time I would see old friends or there was this constant theme that just kept coming up in our conversations and all of them at some point in me meeting up with them said that they'd loved receiving postcards for me and mail for me over the years. And that they always still had them. And they, I mean, most of them would feel kind of partly guilty about the next portion because they say, Oh, you're so good at it. And I just, I feel so bad because I, you know, I'd never find the time to reciprocate it. And it doesn't mean that I didn't think of you, but you know, for every 10 you sent, I sent one. And so it kind of just through, you know, through this, this journey and this six months trip, it's, it started this planting this seed really of saying, okay, well, this is something clearly I'm, I'm pretty good at. I'm doing it on a consistent basis and people have mentioned that they appreciate it. And so I kind of thought, well, what is, what's the, the hiccup for people? And it's, again, it's finding that postcard, it's finding the time to write it and sending it, et cetera, et cetera. And so I thought, well, why don't I create postcards um, with artists? Because also I feel very passionate about art. Um, so how about starting a a business where we would make it simplified for everyone. So we would have postcards they could choose from. They could write the message online. So as, you know, as, as easy as you would do a text. Um, And then I would handwrite it for them and I would post it for them. And so it would really simplify the whole sending mail component. And so the pandemic occurred and it sped up, you know, and the idea had started and I had other jobs and, you know, I think a lot of us in our entrepreneurialness, we put 20 things ahead of our passions. And so that kind of happened. And then when the, you know, when spring 2020 occurred, um, it just kind of all fell in place and I'd been working on it. I had the postcards printed last, last year and the website was starting. And then when March hit, it was just like, this feels like the most appropriate time, if not ever right now, um, because our first collection was around um, things that are no more, which also felt a bit odd, (laughs) but um, it was around nostalgia. So we have a postcard with a cassette tape. So it says, I miss, you know, I miss, and then it's got uh, an image of a cassette. Um, We've got uh, 
woolly mammoth, T-Rex, the things that are no more. Um, and we're just currently working on our next one, which will be around travel because again, people aren't able to travel. So we're looking at doing some where you can send postcards and pretend you're traveling somewhere. Wonderful. I like that. I wish I was yeah. pretending I was traveling. <laughs> I guess I can. I'll go home and pretend. Right. Um, they are so cute and we'll, we'll definitely link and we'll talk about where you guys can find all of them a little later. But yeah. um, the T-Rex one, I think is one that you had sent when you had first started. Um, and it is, it's just even you've simplified it to where anyone could do it, Mm -hmm. but still the receiving of it, it takes time from sending you, okay, this is the message I want you to write. You write it, you post it. And then the giver has to wait. And it's like, Ooh, I'm so excited. And that part, even though they're not writing that card, it's still time and it's still special and it's creating that intimacy. And then they can't wait for the person to call them and say, I got a postcard or hopefully call them. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) exactly. Hopefully send them a postcard back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For return mail. Um, where So aside from I miss post postcards, which are so adorable, yes. where do you find the best postcards, especially now that maybe we aren't traveling as much? So traveling, I think, is what people think of when they think of postcards. You go on mm-hmm. a trip and you, you send postcards from where you go. Um, but it is so fun to get them in day to day. So where can we how can we build up our treasure box of postcards? For sure. So I think, of course, taking into consideration what's safe and where, you know, where you are listening to this podcast and what's available to you. Um, I personally love art gallery gift shops because they usually have a very wonderful collection of of postcards. Um, And and they're usually, you know, very different. Um, So art gallery gift shops, I love very touristy gift shops. So actually going to the tourist, the most touristy gift shops you have in your city, um, the cheesier, the better, I say, where there's glitter or holograms, things like that. Those are fabulous. Um, Vintage stores or flea markets will often have um, great postcards. Um, local bookstores, so tiny bookstores. And then from my time um, when I lived in San Francisco, the store that I probably spent the most money on postcards in um, was Chronicle Books. And they actually can, you can buy them online on their website. And what's wonderful about their website and their postcards is a lot of them, they'll do them by series. So there's, and there's themes for everyone everyone's tastes, um, but they'll often do packs of a hundred. So it'll truly be a hundred different postcards, but they're extremely reasonable. They're under $20. Um, so it's, it's a great place to go to. Um, and the, the nice thing I would say now also about postcards is often, again, people will say, well, I can buy them, but then, you know, where do I mail it? I don't know where my nearest mailbox is. And Google has updated their maps to actually show you where post boxes in your neighborhood are now. Hot tip. Yeah. Hot (laughs) tip. I hope it's the same for um, the U S but in Canada currently it is like that. So that's a game changer because sometimes you just, you're hunting around for a post box. Yeah. So yeah. Good tip. Well, I think we're going to start a revolution of letter writing. Yeah. And specifically postcard writing. Yeah. Yeah. So I want everyone to know how to find you. Um, so tell us all the places you are, your website, Instagram, 
Absolutely. So the website is quite simple. So it's uh, imisspost.com. Um, Instagram is the same. So at I-M-I-S-S-P-O-S-T, imisspost. And for your listeners, we're going to do a fun promotion for the whole month of October from when this airs. So if they use um, the code soulstyle25, um, they'll get 25% off their entire purchase, whether that's one postcard, a postcard pack, um, whatever they want for until October 31st, they'll get 25% off. Um, and then we're also doing something um, which is quite sweet to drink uh, currently during COVID is we're actually also, um, people can purchase postcards. So they're at a reduced price, but they're specifically being sent to retirement homes in Canada. Um, so we do, uh, basically an anonymous message, um, to retirement homes saying that we're thinking of them and that we're sending them, you know, lots of love and strength during this time, because we know, especially during this time, um, for especially seniors and elders, it's been really tough because they haven't necessarily been able to visit. And so, and they also often come from a generation where they're still used to receiving mail. Mm-hmm. So, um, listeners can also do that. They can actually purchase those and then those are sent to retirement homes. Um, and then we've also done, <laughs> I love Linda, you said we're going to do a postcard revolution because I, <laughs> I actually started last week, a postcard challenge on Instagram. So oh, I'm, I'm challenging, um, I'm challenging folks to try to send, now this is a, this is a high feed I realize, but one postcard a week. And if that's not realistic, then one a month. So either 12 in a year or 52, which I know is, can be really intense if you go from zero to 52. So yeah. I think 12 could be a very lovely well, happy medium. totally doable. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, so that's where we, where everyone can find us. I love that challenge. I think we need to get on that and we'll post pictures of our... We will do it. Yes. Yes. I'm going to order from... I love Chronicle. That's one of my favorite bookstores. Of course you love that bookstore. I love that we have the the revolution is starting for postcard writing. I think I see a pen pal writing in our future for all of our soul stylists. And so special, 25% off your whole order. That's a lot of postcards. Yeah. I challenge our soul stylists to buy the pack so that they can take the challenge. Definitely. Postcard challenge. Yeah. Gotta get the pack. I love it. Gotta get the pack. Yeah. (laughs) It's just more economical. Makes sense. (laughs) It is. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Um, so usually this is where we introduce what is inspiring us um, for the week, our soul style discovery of the week. And we did give you a little heads up, so we didn't quite spring it on you, but we would love to give you the opportunity to share with us because um, there are so many points of inspiration for you. And, and that's why you're so inspiring as you know this business owner and as a colleague and as a friend. So what is your inspiration of the week for our soul stylists? Um, so it's actually, I would say the inspiration for myself for the last six months. Um, and it's my favorite book of all time. Um, and it's the little prince, um, by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. So a French author, um, Many people have probably read it as a child, um, but it's a book that's both for children and adults. So it's, it's truly set for both age groups. Um, and there's something really magical about it. It's the story of a, of a little prince who looks at the world through the eyes of a child, but he 
makes observation like a wise old man. And um, I think it's, it's a book that's really good for the children and all of us. Um, it's a really easy read. There's pictures also. Um, it's not very long. And um, there's a quote in it that just has always resonated with me. Um, it's a book I've read. I mean, I was read it, um, it when I was little. And then whenever there's been sort of a big change in my life or anything like that, I've always reread it because I always find there's something new in it that I can take out of it. Um, and so the quote that's always stands out to me. Um, so I'll say it in, I'll say it in English so that it's actually, um, understood. Um, so it's from a chapter where the little prince, um, is with a fox and, um, towards the end of their meeting each other, he says, um, so the fox says to the little prince, here is my secret. It is a very simple one. It is only with the heart that one can see rightly. What is essential is invisible to the eye. And so it's been a book that has always spoken to me, but I think it kind of also goes back to why we do, I, you know, why I send mail and why I do that because it's, it, it comes from the heart. And um, I think when we take the time to share what other people mean to us or the value that they have in our lives, or even just to tell them a funny story, it's, it's just coming straight from your heart, which we need a lot of right now. So <laughs> the world needs more heart. Um, and so I think that book, um, it's, it's manageable no matter what somebody's going through. They can read it chapter by chapter. If you have children, it's a great one to, to read them before going to bed. Um, so yeah, that would be my pick of the week. That is a great pick. And you know, we are all about, we just had an episode a couple of weeks ago about connecting with your inner child mm -hmm. and we talk about yeah. that a lot. So, um, great pick. I'm going to read it again because it's been a long time. Yeah, it's yeah. been a long time for me too. And I don't think I own it for the kids. And I feel like they would love it. It has so, it does. It's very, it has so much, um, I guess magic is the word. Yeah. Like, yeah. But the, the heart magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Emily. This was great. I loved hearing about your inspiration for starting your company. And I'm serious. Please send me a picture of your airline safety card. <laughs> wow. I'm I will. I will. Try it. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, will, we will make sure and put all the links to your website, Instagram, everywhere. Mm -hmm. People can find you on our website. Um, because yeah, we're starting a revolution. The postcard revolution is here. And we'll share all of the pictures too from her home decor um, and yep. what you can do with all of the postcards that you will receive after mm -hmm. the revolution has really, um, <laughs> is underway. underway. <laughs> Thank you so much, Emily. You're such a light of my life and I'm so appreciative of you and for your time and being with us and one of our, our nearest and dearest soul stylists. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. Truly. Thank you. Thank Bye. You. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. What a treat talking with Emily Hamill of I Miss Post. I loved hearing about all her amazing collections and her passion for postcards and letter writing. Be sure to go to our website, soulstyleproject.com, so you can see photos of her treasures. You will also find links to I Miss Post and her Soul Style Discovery of the Week, The Little Prince. 
and join the postcard writing revolution with her special offer to our soul stylist of 25% off for the entire month of October using the code soulstyle25. It's still not too late to enter the Soul Style Bingo Contest. You can find a link to the bingo card on our homepage. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, remember, when the soul finds its style, life is gorgeous.